For over 80 years, Agriculture Financial Services Corporation has been providing leading, innovative, and client-focused risk management and financial solutions to grow agriculture in Alberta. Welcome to AFSC's limited podcast series. Our goal is to provide you with interesting and informative guests that participate in or support the agriculture industry in Alberta. I'm your host, Ed Tenhove with AFSC. Today, I'm proud to be joined by Jeff Brown. Jeff is the Dean of Agricultural Services at Lakeland College. In this podcast, we continue our conversations about agricultural post-secondary education and keeping up with the pace of change in the agricultural industry. We discuss relationships with students, industry, and the greater community, including alumni, and how they support the efforts to challenge and prepare the learners for success. We hope that you will enjoy our conversation. Thank you, Jeff Brown. Uh, Jeff, the Dean of Agricultural Sciences at Lakeland College. Um, thank you for making a little time for us today and, and spending some time with us. We can't wait to hear what's going on. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career so far at the college. Oh, sure. Yeah. So so I've, uh, I became Dean of Agricultural Sciences here uh, just last year. Um, so I'm, I'm working closely with uh, our other Dean in Agricultural Sciences, which is Josie Van Lant, and she's our Dean of Agricultural Technology and Applied Research. So the school has just really grown. So that's why we've got kind of two leadership positions uh, within the school. So um, I started off as a, as a beef instructor in 2010 with Lakeland College, um, actually coming out of 15 years in the, in the feed industry where I was a nutritionist for livestock operations. So I enjoyed teaching for about seven years, and then I was uh, I became associate dean in 2017, and then uh, and then dean in uh, in 2020, 21. So yeah, 2020 actually. I headed the environmental sciences school for a year as well, and then that's also getting too big. So we hired a part time dean on that side, and uh, and I'm just strictly with ag sciences right now. Nice. Always, you know, the growth is incredible, and you look at agriculture education and the way it's evolving and changing and um, what have you seen as far as how this this is evolving right in front of our eyes hey oh it's it's a dramatic change and i think that it, it kind of throws people off we talk about some of the role changes and the leadership changes we've had within the school and it it really has been necessary um i think when i came in 2010 there was about 150 uh, agriculture students at that time uh, today we're over 540 uh, ag students that are in the program. So just a tremendous explosion in um, in growth there in terms of student numbers. Um, and I think that that's uh, it's just, there's a lot of factors I think that, that contribute to that. Um, it, it's really exciting for me because I think that uh, uh, you know we look at at the big concern that we had uh, kind of in 2010 was around uh, kind of the aging farmer population and not enough people coming into the ag industry. And uh, they're coming. Uh, they're interested in it right now, and uh, and we've got lots of demand. And they're they're looking for kind of those career paths that are going to help them be successful in in the industry. So that part is really exciting. Um, there's obviously been some changes in the in the landscape there with the oil and gas sector, which I thought really competed with uh, agriculture, um, and uh, in the past. And and I think you know that industry, um, you know, having their uh, their changes they've and challenges that they've seen in that industry has kind of opened the door uh, for students to say, you know, agriculture is a really good uh, career option for us long term, and there's there's lots of opportunity there. So, 
Um, so that's probably the biggest thing is just the the interest level in in ag. Um, the conversation has really shifted shifted from where it was uh, kind of earlier on. When I started. Yeah, it you know, and it must change because the amount of change in farming is incredible nowadays. This modern precision farming and and the data that's available and the ability to turn it into something helpful. Um, you know, it must be a challenge to stay on top of even the state of farming and how to prepare your students for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's always a challenge when you're an instructor here at the college. Uh, like you, you're generally given material that has been taught, but but it's it's never finished, right? So I um, mean, we re we really try to encourage uh, our instructors to be involved with industry and and uh, connected as as closely as we can, um, just so that we can kind of stay relevant on that side. Um, We've had huge, uh, I mean, the other challenge with all this is just our college farm. We've got a, a college farm, which is uh, total footprint is like we would farm over over 3000 acres uh, in total between our livestock and cropping uh, operations. Um, and uh, so that's a big part of our experiential learning here at the college. And uh, just with the changes in technology and everything that, uh, you know, all the modernization that happens, that can be a huge financial and budget budgetary constraint um, that kind of holds us back because, of course, we're not at a commercial scale to be able to pay for it like you would if you were a huge grain farm or huge cattle operations. So, but we still need to be demonstrating those uh, those modern learning environments um, so that our students are prepared for that workforce and kind of understand how, how farming is done on that side. So it's created some real challenges uh, for us uh, on that side, just keeping up, but, but also um, just kind of, uh, um, you know, for our instructors and looking at new management uh, techniques and, and try to bring in guest speakers and industry kind of talk about new and innovative things right um has been a real big part of kind of straight staying relevant on that side so. and that sort of you know just walks us right into our next question here about you know what would attract a young person to come to lakeland college and and learn what you guys are offering yeah well it, it does kind of tie into the previous question a little bit we I, I think one of our biggest successes uh and it's not a new model but it's it's kind of allowed us to stay relevant is our, our student managed farm model um, and we say powered by New Holland but I'll get to that a little bit later why we say that um, but that whole model basically um, in the first year of studies in crop technology or uh, animal science technology students would come in and it's a pretty typical ag school experience they're going to be out on the farm learning hands-on competencies and training uh, in the second year we've got a course in each semester which is called student managed farm and basically what they're doing is they're managing our, our farming enterprise on the college farm. So it's a real life activity, um, you know, where they're they're looking after the business management. They're looking after, you know, how labor gets done, how all the logistics of, of uh, what has to happen, the marketing, um, all the different aspects of, the, of running that business uh, that student group would be in charge of in their second year. Um, and I think that the reason why that keeps us relevant is because it, uh, it forces our students to be interacting with industry uh, real time, just as a farmer would in, in industry. It forces them to be talking to other peers in the industry, other farmers out there and, and uh, you know, kind of uh, talking to them about the challenge. Like, so this year we had a drought, obviously, right? Um, they'll be actually talking to other farmers. How are you guys dealing with this and, and what things should we be thinking about um, on that side? So, so that model, I think, has really kept our material fresh because uh, our students are constantly challenging on new, new ways to do things. Um, I mentioned New Holland. We have a, a huge partnership on that side in terms of the technology aspect. We actually just signed our second 
Uh, we had, we've had that agreement for 10 years. So we signed our original agreement in 2011. And uh, we just signed this summer a, another 10-year extension to the agreement where New Holland is actually uh, supplying uh, modern equipment uh, primarily for our crop technology program, but also for our livestock programming uh, so that we can be uh, providing a modern environment for our students uh, in terms of equipment that they're using. So our second year students come back and harvest the crop. They're using the most state-of-the-art combines and technology um, uh, to do that, uh, even though it's, you know, they're going to be combining a, a smaller number of acres than we might on, on some of these really big farms, but uh, at least we can still give them that same experience and kind of show them the equipment and, and really kind of focus on the training in some of those areas. Of course, for New Holland, you know, they're hoping to get some exposure on their equipment uh, with our students as well. Um, so it's been a really uh, great um, partnership. We have our local dealer webs uh, in town here um, have been just awesome with working with our students in interactive labs and, and kind of supporting that, that partnership. So, um, so that's some of the ways that we've been able to kind of stay up to date on the technology and on the, um, on the uh, relevant farming practices right now. Well, I mean, if you haven't unplugged a combine by hand, you haven't lived yet, right? So <laughs> that's right. Well, the, I mean, the pandemic has really created a lot of challenges, right? Because uh, when we were uh, kind of forced to make a decision of whether to go online last year, for a lot of programs, I mean, it's a relatively easy decision. But for us, boy, I tell you, if we don't have those hands-on labs and have the students out on the farm and interacting and, and managing our unit, um, you know, it really um, takes a lot out of our program. Um, like we have some obviously classroom and a lot of science components and, and business components to our programming, but the real value is them getting out there and doing it under guidance from our uh, advisors and our farm team um, to kind of walk them through that decision-making process and, and actually go out there and see what the challenges are with some of these decisions, right? Um, so it, it, it's a really cool model when it, when it works well. And, um, you know, obviously the pandemic really caused some challenges there when we were forced online and we had smaller groups, right? Yep. Well, and, you know, calves don't pull themselves no matter where technology goes and stuff. So right. there's always that need for that. And um, I think you probably touched on it, but some of the unique types of egg-based learning, um, what do you guys offer? Yeah, in terms of programming, are you looking at? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and absolutely. We, we've got to kind of our core ag programming has always been, so we, we are, we're over 100 years old. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. We were one of the I first. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so we were one of the first original demonstration farms uh, in Alberta. So um, so there was, uh, Claris Home was set up, uh, Olds was set up, and Vermilion was set up. And so, um, you know, of course, Claris Home since has been shut down. Olds obviously is running, uh, Olds College. And ourselves uh, kind of evolved our ag programming and i think that um it's been a major component of that as we go so so our, our standard three programs in the ag that have, have been our diploma programming so our two-year diplomas uh we have one in crop technology uh we have one in animal science technology which would be the uh the livestock component of that and we have one in agribusiness um our animal science program has really exploded over the last 10 years. So we've actually divided that now into four different majors. Um, so we've kind of scaled our model as, as interest has come up. I think uh, there was a lot of worry, I think, when we when there all this demand came and we had all these students. And, and I think our, our team here at Lakeland was like, how do we deal with all these students? We've got small class sizes. We've got all this. So we've tried to scale it and kind of increase the, the depth of our programming in specific areas. Um, so our, our animal science program is now, we've got a beef major, we've got a dairy major, um, we've got an equine major, which we just started last year. 
um, and we've got a general livestock major, which would be if you have need a breadth of uh, training on on different species groups on that side. So those are our three uh, kind of traditional ag programs: ag business, animal science, and crop technology. Uh, we also have a really significant vet training component. So um, we have a new animal health clinic was built in 2018. Um, and that's, uh, we have a two-year diploma accredited program by the Canadian uh, Vet Medical Association, um, which puts out uh, a registered uh, animal health technologist. Um, so that's the two-year program. We also have a one-year certificate uh, called Vet Medical Assistant for those that are doing uh, other duties that aren't accredited, but are also really important parts of that clinic. So reception, dealing with the public, for certain duties within the clinic that, that those uh, roles are allowed to do. Um, but we also have those, those programs. Um, we have some new things that are kind of on the on the horizon that just started up this year. I mean, the the uh, the big exciting one that we always talk about is our degree. Like, so we finally have the ability to offer a degree program, uh, and so we we chose ag technology to do that. So uh, kind of the rationale behind that was uh, uh, taking our our uh, ag program. So we've got ag business, crop technology, and livestock production. You would take your two year diploma, get really solid on the foundation of of ag production. And then years three and four, we're now going to layer on top those technology competencies um, that, that are uh, kind of more advanced, I guess, on that side and, and really filling an industry niche on that side. So um, we there's a lot of discussions when we kind of came up with that. Like, should we start with a diploma in ag technology? But I think the thought was, you know, generally an 18-year-old wants to know if they're going to come in and they either want to learn about crops or cows and 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 oftentimes the, you know, or ag business is the other side, right? Often the parents are pushing we need more of a business component. <laughs> um, so um, it doesn't, they maybe not see the opportunities in ag technology at that point, but running them through that two-year diploma kind of allows us to really show them the opportunities in the industry. And they tend to want to stay once they're here for a couple of years. So, uh, so it's just been a great fit. We've got 25 students in that new ag technology degree this year. They're having a great time. They're having a GPS rodeo out in the field the other class yesterday. <laughs> Kind of setting up grid lines and, and mapping and using on all this big equipment, um, you know, putting all crop plans for the, the second year crop students. So there's lots of integration between those programs and, and we're having lots of fun. Still lots of hands on in that degree program. Um, we're starting up a, um, a, a ag agriculture sustainability diploma, and that's a partnership with our environmental sciences school. Um, so we're trying to hit that niche. Of course, we know right now, uh, let's take a look at what the Canadian Roundtable of Sustainable Beef and lots of these sustainability organizations are doing, um, you know, trying to link the consumer uh, to our production chains. And, and I think we've there's been a lot of traction in, in those areas. So we see a lot of opportunity for our grads in egg sustainability as well. So um, so with the way we have that structured currently, it's a two-year diploma. They can come in, take some ag production courses as well as some environmental science courses in the other school, the School of Environmental Sciences, and uh, come out with an ag sustainability diploma. So that's another one. Um, and I think uh, a post-bachelor in commercial. So uh, here's another. Maybe I'm talking too much. I'm kind of excited. No, no, it's good. Uh, <laughs> but we've got a. Um, we actually had a demand from university students, uh, particularly international students that were coming and taking our diploma programs, um, really to get kind of uh, connected to industry to uh, uh, to uh, kind of get the practical aspects of farming, because oftentimes in a degree program, you've got really high level science courses, um, but they struggle sometimes to get employment because uh, maybe they don't have the background in commercial ag production uh, that they need. So, uh, 
we have because of our enrollment growth, we have really specific courses in in lots of these production areas. Um, so we actually put together a package where uh, a university graduate. So if you have your degree already, and you're really wanting to connect with uh, with Western Canadian Ag, you can come and take kind of a, a suite of courses that we picked that are really practical. So student managed farm is one of those courses. Uh, you can come in and you'll take animal handling and welfare. Um, you'll take an equipment course on the crop side. Um, and we put that together so it's a certificate program, a one-year program after you've finished your degree. Um, so you can get those practical aspects and really get connected to industry, which we're hoping is going to really uh, kind of help with employment prospects for some of those graduates. Um, you know, so we're coming and taking our diploma program, but there's really no sense in them taking an anatomy and physiology class, for example, when they've already taken a university level class of that. So we're kind of wasting time at that point. So we thought we would compress it to one year for those students and really give them kind of what they're looking for uh, in that offering on that side. Not everyone who's passionate about agriculture is going to end up actually farming. And so you have to look at what does industry want and what do those learners expect if they want to be in the agriculture industry. And, um, you know, what have you seen in the type of, you know, the egg student that industry is looking for, the changes in that? Yeah, well, um, we, we hold pro, uh, like our program advisory groups uh, where we bring industry in to really, we kind of present out how our program's running and, and really try to get their feedback on what they're looking for in exactly those areas. Cause that's one of our big stakeholders as we're putting these students out in the industry. Um, so um, I don't know that it's changed a lot since I've come. I, I think it's a lot of the same things, but um, it's really highlighted that um, like, I think uh, the critical thinking is one of the things that people really want us to start developing in our in our students, right? Um, they want some of the people skills and soft skills that are out there uh, in terms of working with others. And, and those seem to be the biggest efficiencies that uh, that they'll see out when they're trying to hire. And I think that's the biggest thing that kind of comes out, comes forward on that side. Uh, we've had lots of lots of comments about, um, you know, sales competencies and that sort of thing, because that can be a really good entry point for a lot of people in the industry. And sometimes uh, students really aren't don't have that much background in kind of what sales is all about and, and what that means, right? And some of them might not even want to take that career route because they maybe have a negative connotation with it. Um, so, so those are the types of things we'll typically hear a lot about. Um, that that's part of the reason why the student managed farm model has been really successful, I think, because we do kind of. Uh, I mean, of course, there is the 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 basic skills you need for farming uh, production and practices. And of course, we, we cover them like we have the majority of our curriculum covers those competencies um, and we're always getting specific feedback from the industry on on things that could, we could do better or, or uh, you know, things we maybe need to drop or things we need to update. Um, but usually the biggest component of it is they're saying we need to get these students in a situation where um, they're kind of experiencing that uh, that real life work experience, um, you know, while they're still in school. So when they get employed, they're kind of hitting the ground running. So. Um, and the Alberta government has actually really been stressing the work integrated learning component. So putting them in a workplace environment, um, you know, be, while they're still in school, giving them academic credit for that um, so they can hit the ground running. So um, so I would say those are probably the biggest uh, biggest conversations we have with industry around that are, are really about how are you connecting the students to industry? Um, how, you know, how can we get them more effective in their interpersonal relationships and, and more effective in their roles uh, as they go? And that troubleshooting and critical thinking thing is always, I mean, I think there is a maturity aspect to that, but there, 
it's also, um, you know, it's practice and it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of helping guiding them through those decision-making processes. So they're not just coming out a fresh student and now you're expected to figure this out <laughs> and you don't even know where to start. Right. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you sort of referenced and you mentioned earlier, you talked about new Holland and, and you look at, you know, a college and your own industry partners and your own relationships with industry as, as your institution, how do these enhance the work of the college? Oh, I, I think they're integral to the college. Like, um, if if we try to stand on an island as an as an academic institution, uh, I mean, that's when that's when irrelevance happens, right? Um, you know, obviously, you know, we've got we're trying. Our our primary objective is really education for our students and and trying to get them connected and employed afterwards. Um, so I don't know how we would run the program without these partnerships. Um, I mean. The best thing to do when we're coming into material that we want to deliver to our students and we're uh, we're not sure how to do it is we find out who's doing it. <laughs> in the industry. And uh, we love having guest lectures come in. Uh, we love it even more when we can actually get our students in a real life scenario, uh, you know, negotiating. So they're marketing their own grain. They'll be talking to the elevators, for example, on that side. Um, of course, the, using our equipment, we, we involve them in some of our farm planning and what equipment do we need to have and why why do we need to have this equipment? Um, you know, so uh, I think on the livestock side, our dairy students would be dealing with the feed company and, and uh, we have a year like this, which is really atypical. So they're going to be talking directly to our feed consultants and, and nutrition people. Um, so I, I think it's really um, with us, it's it's very interwoven. Uh, we've had a ton of support from the industry because, of course, they're looking for uh, great graduates out of the program. Uh, so that's the benefit and the reason why they would they would uh, choose to kind of participate in some of these partnerships. Uh, but from our side of it, it just really enhances that whole education and, and makes it real for our students. And uh, we found as a recruitment tool on that side, the more we partner with the with the industry, um, the more our students want to come and be a part of that. This is kind of the spot where they can they can get connected, uh, you know, in that way. So. <laughs> and so you have these kind of professional type of industry relationships, but I mean, when you look at the colleges, the importance of your link in the chain, both to the egg industry and in your own community, you also develop these personal relationships and you through that you kind of build support. And one of the ways is through financial support, through donations. And um, how do these sorts of gifts move the education of the students forward? And how do you decide where to put the money? Yeah, that's a great question. So and we've been talking a lot about this lately because we actually have been receiving tremendous support from industry lately. And I think that part of that is just we've got this this growth in our programs and, and people love what we're doing with that student managed farm uh, kind of concept on that side and a connection with industry. So we've been really fortunate that we have a lot of industry partners coming to us and wanting, wanting to support on that side. Um, our, our process for you know, it's really funny. Okay, I'll talk a little bit about the transition from 2010 when I first got here. I mean, it was agriculture wasn't in as good of a spot then. I would say, if you look comparatively to other industries on that side, there was a real culture at the college of we're just going to have to um, kind of make do with what we have. Um, and uh, you know, I, I would say Lakeland was fairly modest in in uh, lots of our asks, even uh, because we we were feeling fortunate. Even we even had a farm to kind of work on, trying to figure out how we keep that. It's completely changed now, even with our leadership here at the college. I think we've got a lot of support in terms of uh, the experiential learning model that we provide and uh, a lot of discussions on, okay, here's where we are now. 
uh, how do we see this growing in the future and how can we make sure that you know that experience stays really high for our students um, so lots of the donations we've had we actually just had an exercise the other day and we were talking about our land base and uh, and you know again we don't tend to really uh, kind of identify um, you know what we could do if we had more of a land base for example so some of these donations have been going we picked up an additional half section a couple years ago uh, to kind of enhance the student managed farm uh, model on the crop side um, we, we got a four million dollar donation uh, to start up a bison herd uh, as well uh, which is it, we're still searching for that ranch location and that's a, an excellent opportunity as well um, and we're looking at in the future you know Having additional pasture land or cropland, how that could uh, how that could benefit the learning model and, and really make these um, allow us to kind of do a few more things in terms of some of the environmental sustainability side of things, um, but not just that. Also, just taking a look at uh, you know being really uh, controlling the college risk on the farm, for example, right? So uh, our beef students, for example, we rent about six to seven quarters of uh, pasture for our beef herd um, for the summertime. We're not self-sustaining on that. On that uh, on that pasture side of things, which I mean, I, I understand a lot of a lot of farms are in that position, and that's a skill also is trying to negotiate some of these pasture agreements. If we're looking at looking at it from a risk management perspective, um, you know, we're it would be nice to be able to control some of our destiny on that side to develop some feed inventory, so we're a little we don't have so many bumps in the road, right? And and again, those are competencies that these students are going to need to have if they're getting into the ag industry. I mean, risk management is so important in terms of how you manage, you know, these drought years or, um, you know, hailstorm going through or, or how are you managing your cash flow through these different areas. Um, so while the college, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes we're in a position to support those fluctuations in finances and sometimes it's tight, right? Just like a farm would be. Um, so I think that that's one area we're doing that. I think the other area we're looking at some of these donations is really just in how we modernize and, and help the student experience. On that side so technology is a big cost right um, if we're trying stuff uh you know and, it, and it's out of date in two or three years you know there is some funds that um that have to go towards trying to modernize that space uh facilities we've been really fortunate we've got a lot of new buildings on campus new dairy new animal health clinic we're actually our new egg sciences building is just under construction this year had support from the provincial government on on that to get that built um, but the last round of building we really had before this was in the early 80s and uh, so our facilities just like a regular farm would would start to go downhill without some of that that continual investment on that side uh, which is really tough for a college to do when that's not your your core on that side right so <laughs> right. so these donations i think really go towards trying to enhance that that student managed farm experience uh, the worst thing we can do is to have our students here and have them think well this isn't really like a real farm right so um so we're just trying to Really be reflective of industry on that and, and stay uh, kind of stay up to pace with uh, where industry's at on it. So, you know, when you look at the agriculture industry and the need for what you guys do for the industry, I mean, tomorrow's leaders, some of them will come through your school. And how do you ensure that you're preparing them for what's coming? Yeah, it's another great question. <laughs> so, so, we, uh, I mean, I think. Part of that is, uh, I mean, I, I like to revert back to the student-led model because I think that that's that's how you can kind of create some leadership in your in your students. And and we we are really careful that we want to make sure everyone knows that personal leadership doesn't doesn't mean a formal role. Um, but but by providing those opportunities, um, we do kind of give them a heads up about what leadership is all about. So uh, 
I had a, when I was instructing, I had a, a student one time come to my office and, and she was quite upset and she uh, sat down and she said, uh, you know, I became the beef leader uh, because I wanted to work more with the cows. And she goes, it seems like all I'm doing is managing people. <laughs> <laughs> I said, really? Tell me about that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's, I think people that have been in the industry understand that, um, that that's, those are some big competencies and, and generally that, I mean, obviously there's a lot of challenges production wise and, and, uh, you know, cattle and crop production that you have to deal with and a lot of technical things that you have to be able to kind of work your way through, but, um, nearly always, uh, the biggest challenges are around, uh, managing people and, and trying to build relationships and, um, you know, how to influence, you know, your, your peers on that side and how to work with your leadership. And so I, I think that that's the biggest thing we're trying to put them in those real life life scenarios so that that's part of their education. Jeff Brown, you know, it's been just great chatting with you today. Uh, um, I hope we can do it again sometime. But look forward yeah. to that. But also before we sign off, any final thoughts you want to share with us? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess just, uh, <laughs> I, I hope everyone's keeping their head up through this whole thing. We, we've been, uh, I know that this uh, this COVID-19 deal has been absolutely, uh, it's been very divisive, even within our own school, it's been divisive. Um, but I mean, the biggest thing, and maybe you've kind of sensed it from how I'm talking on this side, when, when we came in and we talked to our students, we really do pr try to prioritize that relationship side with people. And I, and I think that uh, if there's any message out there that, that I would have for anybody right now, it's let's, let's try to keep those relationships front and foremost and, and try to work through our, our challenges, uh, you know, with mutual respect on that side. And, um, and I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I would also like to put out the message that if, if there's people out there that are worried about agriculture, I mean, McKinsey and company listed agri-food and, and, uh, you know, agriculture and, and food is the uh, biggest growth area in the next 30 years, just the, the exploding population and limited resources for growing food. Um, people are concerned about having, you know, qualified people coming into the industry. So encourage people to get into ag. There is opportunity for sure. I think we need to really do a better job of outlining what those career paths are and how you can be successful. And that's a constant challenge, I think, at our college on that side. But but I think people need to know students are interested in agriculture and um you know, we need to we need to help support that. And uh, and if they're wondering where the young people are coming in ag, they're they're on their way. <laughs> so we just have to make sure we're prepared to deal with that and, and help coach them so that they stay in the industry. Because we're going to need smart people to help us uh, figure all of this out as we go forward. So, yeah. Terrific comments, Jeff. Um, Jeff Brown, Dean of Agricultural Sciences at Lakeland College. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, great to meet you, Edwin. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for joining us in our latest installation of AFSC's podcast series. I want to thank Jeff Brown, Dean of Agricultural Services at Lakeland College, for joining us today. For more information on all of the programs and courses offered at the college, please visit lakelandcollege.ca. Thank you for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you again soon.